So, today, the title of our talk is Living Life Authentically as an, an Expression of God. So, the last 11 weeks, we've had many different speakers, many different topics, but actually, when we think about it, they all come back to either oneness or greatness, but to access that oneness or greatness, where do we go? Within. Within. It's within each and every one of us. And what, what is also within each and every one of us is our heart and our joy and our gratitude and our authenticity. And that's where our authenticity comes from. It comes from our heart. But what happens over time is sometimes we are asked to not come from the heart. And then we spend a lifetime of trying to remember how to do that and trying to become authentic. So we started out 11 weeks ago. My first talk was on infinite presence and unlimited potential. And it turned out to be a talk about the I am and how we couple the words I am with either empowering or disempowering words. And, we, and depending on the words that we used determines the level of the house that we're living in. But the goal is to always use the I am with empowering words, with words of truth, right? With words of who we really are, with words of the God that is within us. I am peace. I am joy. I am love. I am prosperous. And not I am tired or I am broke, right? Those are totally different energies. And those are really more from our ego place or from our personality place. The next week we had Reverend Robert Yarnell, who actually gave us the three-step process of pause, pray, and play. So it actually took what we did the week before and gave us a little bit of a process. Pause, you know, remember our cassettes, pause, not you probably, Fergus, you probably don't remember cassettes, but the rest of us probably remember cassettes. We would hit pause, and then we pray, pray, ask for guidance, and then we take action, we play. And we move forward from that guidance that came from within us. Then Reverend Nancy Napier talked about the in indwelling spirit, that sacred place within us. And she shared how the I am is ours to express and how we express our individuality to be the best that we can. And then asking it was given, and it is given the Moses story, the story of the burning bush, and how we all have that fire within us. And that fire is that God, that Christ light that is within us. It's the truth. It's, it is truly our authentic self. And then we went, we heard Reverend Sandra Bargeman, who talked about the journey of the spiritual detective and what are the questions that we're asking ourselves to become spiritually awakened. And then it was Seek the Kingdom, which was the talents parable, which was about our talents. What are our talents? And are we using our talents? Do we know what our talents are? And if we aren't using them, are we burying them? And if we're burying them, we lose them, right? So the whole point is to, and that specifically is about being authentic because each and every one of us has a different talent or two or three, specific to us. It's what we came here to do and to be and to give. Then we went on to David Friedman, the hidden gift. Well, that's within us. That comes from within. And then he talked about all of the sensations that we have to feel to come forth and use that gift. And then I talked about the God-given power of love and how to take the high road, to go within and allow prayer and meditation to be our guide. 
to be our guide, to be authentic. And then Nancy came back and she talked about subtle activism. I watched her, her talk, it was great. And it was about the collective consciousness. Even though we're individuals, we have an impact on what's happening across the world, wherever we are. What's going on in us has an impact. And that's important to, that we act on that and come from that place of giftedness and not from that place of less than or ego. To always be aware and to go in and ask, what is that sacred gift that I have to give here? Today's a culmination of all these talks and tools. We're going to have some tools to leave with to access your authentic self in case you struggle with that a bit. And when, you know, the, the title came to me, it made sense. But on Wednesday, you know, I had kind of a tough week. You know, it was my week of re-entry. And Wednesday was my designated day to write. Well, guess what? Wednesday, I had nothing. I had nothing. And I was really nervous because when was I going to write this talk? So I sat and I put myself in front of the computer and ended up checking out flights for Hawaii and <laughs> doing all this other stuff. I'm like, I, I can't, there's nothing in me. Like, I don't even know where to go to, I don't know where to go to talk about, to speak about authenticity. Okay, I'm an imposter now, so now I've got that recording going on. You're an imposter, Teresa. That doesn't help much. Well, finally, a friend of mine that I ha was a housemate at Unity Village calls, and she's like, I'm so angry. She's like freaking out on the phone. So we're talking a little bit, and we both realize, oh, we must be going through what they call chemicalization, or we, at, when we were at Unity, we were talking about the hidden curriculum. Oh, this is the hidden curriculum taking over. I said, well, the hidden curriculum better be over by tomorrow, because i got to write a talk. So I gave myself the day. I gave myself to do what I wanted to do. And it was great because the next day I had inspiration. Thursday it was great. I woke up thinking about the words I am and thinking about how I was saying the day before, I am an imposter. And just kind of like shaking my head like, you know, we, we teach what we need to learn, right? So it started there. And then I started thinking about my purpose. And the reality is, the truth is, our purpose, every one of us, our purpose is exactly the same. It is to be the best you that you can be. The best individual that you can be. Now, at Unity, I want to make this clear. Personality is different than individuality. Okay, Personality is the sum total of the characteristics and the opinions that comprise our current beliefs of who we are. Individuality is the real spiritual self, is the I am, is the Christ. Individuality, or I am, is the name for the unique manner in which each of us express the universal Christ idea. I express the universal Christ idea. Can we say that together? I express the universal Christ idea. And however you decide to do that, do it the best way that you can. Because then you get to experience the kingdom of heaven here on earth because you're being the best that you can be. And you're giving the gift of God, of yourself, to everybody else who comes in contact with you. That is your authentic self. There's no outside success that's going to help fill that place within us, that we feel that longing, that longing. Jesus said in John 14, 6, no one comes to the Father except through me. And what he was meaning by that is, we must discover the living presence of God within each and every one of us the way he did. 
no outer success, no matter. Who here knows somebody with a lot of money who's miserable? <laughs> right? We think money's going to be the answer, right? Or we think maybe more friends is going to be the answer. And it's not the answer. The answer comes from within. The answer comes from not looking outside of ourselves for the answer. It's looking within. Awareness is, oh wait, there was another Jesus quote. What would, what would it profit someone to gain the whole world and to lose himself or lose his soul in the process? Right? It's not going to gain anything. It's really about who we are and sharing that gift with everybody. Awareness is a prerequisite for change. Be aware of your authentic, the best expression of you, and become aware of your ego, the part of you that acts, pretends, and looks for approval. The part of you that acts, pretends, and looks for approval. Are you aware that our judgments, the judgments that we have, come from our ego, and they're actually projections of ourselves onto other people? And chances are, if we're judging somebody else, we're that much harder on ourselves. So use those judgments. Use, become aware of how you're judging or how I'm judging somebody else so that I could say, hmm, where am I judging myself? Because that's the only place I can change. And then all of a sudden, what other people do doesn't matter anymore. There's an expression I learned in CODA, if you spot it, you got it. And it's the truth. If I see it in somebody else, whether I like it or not, I have it. And if I don't like it, then I get to do something about it. And I don't have to change anybody else. So the journey of authenticity is the journey of learning to love ourselves unconditionally. It's the journey to freedom. Here's an affirmation. There is no reason good enough not to love myself the way I am. You want to say that with me? There is no reason good enough not to love myself the way I am. I love that. When I heard it, I was like, that's beautiful. Have you ever heard yourself say, if you really knew me, you wouldn't like me or love me? Yeah. Well, I've said it. And I've also said, you know, I'm an imposter. You know, I used to always think, if I heard the cops, and you guys, maybe I've said this story before, but if I heard the cops, if I heard a siren, I thought the cops were coming to get me. I would stop what I'm doing, and I'm like, oh, no. And it wasn't until, it wasn't until about, and I would stop and I'm like, what, what, I didn't do anything. And I'd start thinking in my brain, did I do anything wrong, you know? And I finally realized after, I don't know how many years in CODA, and it was working with my sponsor, that it was that thinking that I'm an imposter. And somebody found me out, and they were coming to get me. And it was like, wow, I need to let that thought go. I don't get nervous at all anymore when I hear the cops coming. It's quite... Refreshing. <laughs> uh, so when I'm defensive about what I look like or what I eat, there's another uh, Course in Miracles quote that says, our defenses produce the very thing that we want to have them protect us from. Our defenses produce the very thing that we want them, that we want to have them protect us from. I think Reverend Sean says it, and I wrote it down, and I came in today, and I checked, and it's on there. I was like, yes, it was him who said it. The way he says it is, wait, where is it? When we defend our limitations, we get to keep them. When we defend our limitations, we get to keep them. So every time I'm judging myself or looking at myself or defending what I'm eating, 
because I feel like I have to defend it. It's reaffirming my own belief about what I eat and how I look. It's one of the, it's one of those things that I'm still working on, you know? I'm still working on that perception of what I'm supposed to look like. I'm the healthiest woman I know, but I'm still worried about what I look like to other people. I want what I look like to myself. It has an, it has an effect on how I feel about myself, and it's, it is what it is right now. That's what I'm just gonna say. <laughs> So the more we practice being and sharing our authentic self, instead of pretending or defending or protecting our ego, who we believe we are, the less we feel separate from God and each other, and the more we express love and our connectedness to oneness. The more we practice sharing our authentic self, the more lovable and at peace we are. Emily Cady in Lessons in Truth said, to heal my sense of separation from God and other people is releasing the need for other people's approval. Releasing the need for other, so because when we approve of ourselves, we don't need anybody else's approval, right? You know, it was interesting because when I, I did this work in CODA, it really helped me with relationships from that point on. But I'm still working on the history relationships, the family and the friends. I was sharing with friends this weekend how I still struggle with one good friend of mine but i've known since forever but i still do that thing that i do looking for her approval and putting her up on a pedestal to the point where i'm not honest about what it is i want to do and i find myself doing things because i have a definition in my mind of what it is to support a friend yet that friend doesn't have to do the same for me and it's very um it's getting to me. So I know I'm at that place where I have to change it and I have to do something about it and I'm talking about it more. So I know it's brewing and I know it's going to shift, but you know, it's awareness is the first step. And I've been aware of it for a long time and now I'm having the courage to say something. And we talked a little bit about what is it that you're afraid of? And it really choked me up to think about the possibility of what this person would say back to me or the possibility of losing that friendship even though it's not necessarily the way I want it to be, it's something I've known for so long. So it's very interesting. So this is part of an assignment I'm giving everybody and I'll go over it at the end of the, <laughs> at the, end of the service. But one of the ways that we can start to take a look at and become more authentic is you get a piece of paper and at the top of the paper you put, one way I pretend in my life is fill in the blank. One way I pretend in my life is, and you fill in the blank. And if you have one or two or three or 15 things, I don't know what it would be, but then you go back to the list and you say, okay, how can I change this and how can I be more authentic? And the way you find that out, authenticity is a collection of choices that we have to make every day. It is about the choice to show up and be real, the choice to be honest, and the choice to let your true self be seen. Every day, every moment, every choice to be real and to be seen and to be authentic. That's what it is. Stuart Emery and Warner Earhart wrote a book called Actualizations. You don't have to rehearse to be yourself. The better your act works, the worse off you are. So if you have an act that you put on, and it's working, the worse off you are. Because that means that people are getting to know that act. They're not getting to know who you are. 
So let go of the ideas of the ways you think you need to act and drop into your heart and ask yourself, how do you really want to be? A trait of a spiritually healthy person is, yes, to be positive, but also not at the cost of our authenticity, not the cost of what feeds our heart, not at the cost of what brings us joy. True, authentic joy. Remember, Jesus said, what would profit somebody to gain the whole world and to lose himself or to lose his soul? Right? Even if I gain that friendship, if I'm losing myself, it doesn't matter. And I, I learned that through many relationships with men for many years until I got myself into CODA because I kept losing myself year after year after year. Most relationships lasted three years for me. And by that point, I had lost so much of myself, but I finally would wake up and say, I'm gone. I got to go because I'm no longer a part of this relationship. And the guy would be stunned. He had no idea what happened, but I would be gone. And for a long time, I used to think it was the guy's fault, right? Of course, whose fault could be until I had my friend Hope say, well, you're the same person in every relationship. You're the common denominator. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. I guess I got to take a look at something. And she would also say to me, she'd say, you're great when you're not in a relationship. What happens to you when you get in a relationship? And it was that question that made me say, oh. All of a sudden, I think I have to do things that they want to do. Like, all of a sudden, what brings me joy is no longer important. And that's why I would have to leave, because after three years, there was no joy happening here, and I had to go. So, <laughs> it was, it's, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. So, anyway, <laughs> it's the truth. So, I want to talk a little bit about trust. How do we trust people? How do we trust ourselves? We trust ourselves when we can be vulnerable and when we share from that place of vulnerability. A healthy relationship is one where it's okay to feel afraid, to feel guilty, to cry, and to even be angry, as well as feel joyful and gratitude and bliss and love. In my vulnerability, my safety lies. We're in what they call the season of gratitude, and I like to be grateful all year, but right now there's a lot of emphasis on gratitude. So that's a great way to access what brings us joy. And it's also a great way to access what is authentically mine to be. So you might want to journal about what brings you joy. Do you remember what brings you joy? Cultivate an attitude of gratitude as well as living from that place of gratitude. I was taking a prosperity class and she talked about, you know, what are you grateful for? And people would list things that they are grateful for. And then we started talking about just living in gratitude, which is a little bit, it's a little shift differently because then nothing has to happen. I don't have to get anything. It's just being grateful for being. Because when I'm breathing, when I could see, if I can walk, there's something to be grateful for. And even if I can't walk, there's other, if I'm still living, there has to be something to find gratitude in and with. So to be able to come from that place of gratitude. We also, in addition to journaling, you also might want to think about denials and affirmations. So denials are erasing the false beliefs from your mind, releasing the power and energy that we have invested in old, outworn negative attitudes and incorrect beliefs, preparing our mind for an affirmation. So it's like weeding the garden, right? When we're ready to plant flowers or plant vegetables, we have to weed the garden. Well, that's the truth for our mind too. And I'm not saying to look at things and act as though 
they don't hurt you or they don't make you feel uncomfortable, but don't give them the power anymore. Don't let them stop you in your tracks. And then once you can say, oh, okay, that hurt, but I'm going to survive. I'm going to be okay. What is an affirmation that you can say to yourself? Because that's what conditions the mind to be more uh, open to the truth, open to divine ideas, to higher, more correct perceptions of what reality is. And this all brings into effect the third principle, thoughts held in mind produce after their kind. Well, that's true whether we're thinking negative thoughts or positive thoughts, right? But when we become conscious and we become grateful and we start looking at denials and affirmation, we're going to have in our mind some thoughts that aren't necessarily thoughts of lack anymore, right? We're consciously taking steps to think more empowered, to think about what it is that's mine to do here. What is it that's my gift to bring? What is my authentic self here for? Focusing on joy and gratitude allows us to create or co-create a world of joy. And it's not necessarily an event. Authenticity gives us freedom to be the best that we can be. I have a, a quote here I'm going to read. It's one of my favorite quotes. I may start crying because when the first time I read it, it was pierced my heart. And I'm sure you've all heard it before, but I personally don't think we could ever hear it enough. It's by Marianne Williamson. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let, and as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. That just spoke to me so loud and still does. And it reminds me, the places that I go, you know, I said the other day how Michael used to say, go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated. And it reminds me of that. Go where you're celebrated. And if you're not being celebrated, it's okay not to feel bad about it. You know, when I was a little girl, I used to cry all the time. I got called the crybaby, the crybaby, the cry. Stop crying, stop crying. So I started to hold in my tears, hold in my tears. Well, by the time I was 12, I would cry and no tears would come. So my mother was like, okay, there's a problem here. And so she took me to the eye doctor. Well, I had clogged tear ducts. So the doctor had to take a needle and stick them in my tear ducts. It was like, okay, I'm never going to not cry again. <laughs> I am now, That's why I'm so grateful for crying these days. But it's also my ability to be vulnerable, my willingness to be authentic and it took me a lot of years to be here, but I'm grateful and I'm still working at it. As I shared, there are still people in my life that I have to get to that place. Gay Hendricks has a quote, a successful life is an authentic life. Happiness and creativity rest upon a foundation of transparency to yourself and others. Knowing your heart and speaking it clearly to others keeps you on that path. Authenticity and vulnerability are from our heart. We cannot get away from our heart, right? 
it's going to be with us. So we might as well listen to it. You might as well listen to it. And sometimes, because if we haven't been listening to it for a long time, it takes a process to peel back the layers and to see what it is that our heart is saying. But it's okay. I want to read one thing from John 8.32. It's, and you will know the truth, and the truth shall set, shall set you free. And the Holy Spirit's interpretation of the New Testament. What that saying is, in the light there is freedom, because the light is freedom. Without the acceptance of the light, you cannot know freedom. You may believe you are free, but you are deceived. You are not free because you cannot see clearly. You are a slave to that which you see and a slave to that which you experience. So if we're not willing to see the truth or the light, then we're not in freedom. And we're not, the truth is not really setting us free. So as you go from here today, your assignment is if you choose to accept it. Make your list. One way I have pretended in my life is blank. Then look at the list and ask, what way can I be authentic? Start to bring joy into your life. Cultivate an attitude of gratitude, maybe with journaling. Create some denials and affirmations. If anyone needs help with denials and affirmations, I'll be happy to help you. The affirmation we said today is, there is no reason good enough not to love myself the way I am. So have a wonderful week practicing self-love and being the most authentic self you can be.